guys okay? Do we need to like stand up and shake each other up a little bit? Stand up, maybe just, you know, shake each other up. It's all right. We can be joyful and light. Amen. Do we need to, do we need to say, say family of God? Say, family of God. Family of God. Yield back. <laughs> I'm trying to do like a, you know, I'm trying to do like a family of God. Family of God. Yield back. Yield back. All right. <laughs> family of God. Yield back. Family of God. Yield back. Come on, we, we need to get like excited about what God's saying. How many know that we don't, we don't just come in on Sunday because it's like game on on Sunday? You know how when kids are playing in the street and cars come in and they go game off? The car drives by and they go game on? We're not just game on on Sunday, right? So when we come in excited, we need to flip our minds that we don't just survive the week to come in on Sunday and get our shot to just be good enough to survive the next week. Right? That's old stuff. That's old stuff. We don't do that anymore. I feel like God is, he's upgrading us this morning. As we talk about family last week, we talked about Romans 11 and the dynamic of being grafted in to the, to the royal lineage that we have in Jesus. And when William was talking about Joshua this morning, Joshua was a was a a a type of Jesus. Amen. Joshua and Jesus is two derivatives of the same name. So when you look at Joshua, you can look and read the book of Joshua and you can see what Jesus was going to be. So when they when they entered into the promised land, they entered in by way of Joshua. And so there's promises that we have in Jesus that we can only get because of Jesus and through Jesus Christ. Amen. And so I feel that God is downloading an upgrade. When we typically think of tearing down and building up, I know I personally always think of, okay, we're going to tear this building down and build something new. And it's going to be this long process. But I believe that God this morning, it's not a it's not a tearing down and a building up. It's an it's a upgrade. It's an upgrade. It's just like when I open my laptop and it says there's an upgrade available and I click OK, install, and it upgrades. It's not that the kingdom is different, but it's our, our operating system and our understanding needs to be consistent and constantly being upgraded through revelation of what God wants to do. Amen. So we're not necessarily this morning, when I speak this word, it's not a tearing down of what was, but it's an upgrade, okay? Because I, what, I, what I feel in my spirit this morning is that we have pursued God like nobody's business this last year. We have pursued God, but the level that he's upgrading us to makes me realize that we've been operating in a state of lukewarmness with respect to family 
And it's not because we did anything wrong, but it's because our system was, was not up to speed. When I try to download, I was trying to download something on my computer and, and Tanya goes, well, did you do the upgrade yet? So I did the upgrade and it downloaded like that. Whereas before it was taking my computer a while to download the upgrade. So I believe what's happening this morning is God is, is he's giving us revelation of family and what it means to be family. Because he called us to something. He called us to revolutionize something. He called you a revolutionary, Roger. There's a cause. When you got saved and you got born again, there, you, you inherited a cause. You inherited a cause that God called you to fight for. We're talking about warfare and all, all these things we're talking about. We have to be willing to be open-minded to look at everything through a fresh revelation of family. We can no longer just afford to look at warfare or worship or prayer or fellowship or any of those things with, through the same lens that we always looked at them. If we're examining ourselves, we have to be willing to be open-minded and say, okay, in this new upgrade, how do things look? How do I look at something now and understand it differently? So even in worship, We have to be able to to be open to the Spirit of God to plant a seed of what that new upgrade is going to make worship look like. Amen? And so I don't want this to come across condemning because I'm not condemning because God has done the upgrade and we're walking in a new revelation now. But I want to solidify that revelation by comparing and contrasting to where we came from and the danger that the church is in. And this is what we're forerunning because we're forerunning something that God, if you're a revolutionary, not everybody's down with your cause. Amen? That's why you're a revolutionary. But we need to understand family and what it means. Last week we talked about you're not going to overcome or get to your promise or your destiny or enter in what God called you to enter into if you think it's going to happen outside of family. It's not going to happen. Because in Jesus, in the perfect law of liberty, we got introduced into the royal family of God by, by being an in-law in Christ. Amen? And so I just want to talk about family. We need to define some terms this morning because it's just we're, we're, we've, we've received this upgrade, this higher revelation of the kingdom family and the authority that we carry. And so we need to just define some terms. It's like when you receive an upgrade, sometimes you have to click the little agree to the terms box. So we're going to throw out some terms and we're going to agree on some terms because we have to be on the same, the same level of thinking and, and agreeing on what certain things, what it means to be the family of God in the deeper revelation. We have to understand what it means. And I believe if I can convey it appropriately according to the Spirit of God, if I can convey it and have it hit your spirit, you will see and understand how even though we were pursuing God, we were operating at a level that was lukewarm. Because how many know before you meet God, you were hostile towards Him? We were hostile to God. When there's a cause, you have, you have your side and their side. And when we were not in the family of God, we were His enemy. 
But my fear is that the church enters into the family of God, but we don't really understand it, so we're in the state of kind of in-between, which is where the lukewarmness comes from. But now we've fully stepped in. We have fully stepped in this year into the family of God and what that means. So I want to go to, um, let's go to Genesis one twenty-eight. How many times have we talked about going back to the garden? We're going back to the garden. You step into authority in Christ and he takes you back to his original design for your life. Back to the garden. He does away with any corruption. So we're going back to a garden state. We have a a place of, of worship and praise and fellowship over here called Garden Ridge. We called it Garden Ridge because as you enter, you're entering back into the garden. God wants to take us back to the garden and we have to understand this because we have to know that family is so important, so important that it's the first institution that God established was family. Family is the oldest institution known to man. Let's go to Genesis one twenty-eight. This was after God created man in his own image. In the image he created him, male and female, he created them. Verse 28 says, And God blessed them, and God said to them, Be fruitful and multiply, and fill the earth and subdue it. And then he talks about having dominion over everything in the earth. So God is taking us back to a place of fruitfulness and multiplication, and he's calling us to subdue everything in the earth and have dominion. That was our original design through the concept of family, through the first institution known to man. So we have to understand, do we, do we, I don't think we realize, but this upgrade is going to give us the ability to fully realize who we are and what we are and what God originally intended us to be. Amen. A man and a woman married is a family. When God created the man and the woman, he said, this is good. He didn't give them children and then say, this is good. So a man, you two by yourself are a family. Tassos does not make you a family. He's added to your family. Does that make sense? So when you look at a man and a woman, you two are a family. You two are a complete family. The first institution that God created was family. And we've gotten away from that. The church has gotten away from that. And I fear this is why we're in a state of lukewarmness or we were in a state of lukewarmness. And this is why we are revolutionaries because we're stepping into something. There's a cause that we're fighting for that a lot of other people may not realize. They may criticize it. (laughs) So one of the terms we need to define, I didn't even know what this meant for the longest time, which is terrible. I'm going to read you the definition. How many know what apostasy is? What's apostasy, brother? Yep. Turning in the opposite direction. One of the definitions says the abandonment or renunciation of a religious or political belief. Let me read a different one.
right, let's read a different one. And if you, if you get into apostasy in the word and you see where the word speaks of apostasy, it's a dangerous thing. You're in a dangerous place if you find yourself being labeled or called by a prophet in apostate. An act of refusing to continue to follow, obey, or recognize a religious faith. Abandonment of previous loyalty. Basically, if you're operating in apostasy, let's think about the revolution. If you're a revolutionary fighting for the cause and then you defect and you become a revolutionary for the other side, you're an apostate. Now remember when I said before we were introduced into the family of God, we were hostile towards God. We were on the other side. So you enter into his family, and if you're operating in a level of apostasy, then you defect from the family of God, and you basically work for the other side. Now this is important because when you talk about family, the word apostasia in the Hebrew basically means divorce. You're defecting from what you previously believed in. When you enter into the family of God, you're believing in the family of God to a certain degree. If you're, if you're operating in apostasy, and I feel like this is a thing that's operating in the church because we have yet to fully understand family and walk in it, is you have to believe in the covenant that God gave us to the point to where you would die for it before you see the evidence or the fruit of it. And sometimes we can divorce ourselves from what God is calling us to step into. We can divorce ourselves, but still say, no, I'm, I'm for you, God, I'm all for you. But we can divorce ourselves from what God is calling us to walk in. And if you divorce yourself from that, whether you know or know, or it's a lack of understanding or naivety or whatever it is, maybe you're fully conscious. If you choose consciously, to divorce yourself from what God is calling us to step into. You are operating in a state of apostasy, and I feel we didn't fully understand before. And we, it's important to recognize that we have to fully step in. Don't go back. Because before, we, it was for a lack of understanding. We were in the place that I believe God called us to be, and that's why there's no condemnation. But now that we have this greater revelation, looking back, I feel that we could have been potentially operating in a state of lukewarmness with respect to family. And so it's important to recognize that because if the tendency is, well, I don't want to fully step in. I don't want to fully dwell in unity with the brethren. I don't want to fully do it because whatever's confronting you daily, right? I don't want to fully step in. The tendency is one side or the other. If you step out, you're on the other side. And if you go back to the other side, we're going back to a state of lukewarmness. So we can't afford to go back. We can't afford to go back to where we came from. Because then you're operating in a, in a dangerous place to where you're actually hostile to what God intended for you. And so apostasy, it comes out of the root when I talk about the first institution was family. God married a man and a woman. He married them together. Now, if they would have said, I'm, I, I, don't, I no longer believe in this covenant, I'm going to go back to where I came from. You're operating in, in apostasy. 
you're no longer believing in what God called you to believe in. And so the covenant becomes broken. And so we go back to a place that was good for a season. But if how many know if we stay too long, it can become detrimental. You can become Egypt. Egypt was good for a season, but they couldn't stay there. Amen. So we're still at the, we're still at the point of you, you, you downloaded your upgrade and now it says, do you agree or disagree to these terms? Do, do we agree that we've received an upgrade? I can't upgrade my MacBook and then downgrade it and go back. Things aren't going to work right. So we have to agree that in the place that we were at, we were where we were supposed to be, but now that we have this better revelation of family, if we choose to go back, we're making ourselves defectors. I mean, just let it, just let it, let that weight hit you. Last week we talked about the family of God and all the authority and and this greater revelation and how nothing can challenge or overcome where we're at because of the family of God. And if we get that revelation and we go, or you step into it, you step into the promises and then you're like, it's too hard. I don't like the giants. They're too big for us. They're going to eat us. Let's go back, even with the evidence in your hand. Just like the spies that were sent by Moses, right? With Joshua and Caleb and the rest of them. They were sent into a place. They retrieved the evidence of the fruit of the place, bringing it back, saying there's too, there's too many things that we can't overcome. They're too big. The giants are too big. If you do, if you, if you go and then you go back, you're defecting from what God called you to do, which means you're an enemy. You're hostile towards the kingdom of God. And that's just in general. If you receive a revelation and you have knowledge and wisdom and understanding on how to operate in any arena, and you refuse that and you go back to your previous understanding, that's going to cause problems. Any revelation God's given me concerning my wife, if I just go, no, I don't like that. I don't like that truth. I'm going to go back to my previous truth. It ain't going to work. It's not going to go over very well. Amen. Do you agree to the terms? <laughs> Maybe. You can't get past that. If you're indecisive, this is a whole nother thing. If you're indecisive and you're like, man, do I agree? Do I agree or do I disagree? I don't know. Let me think about it. Let me just wait on that till tomorrow. <laughs> you really do that? <laughs> come on. Come on. Is this upgrade going to mess up my, my... Come on. See? What's up, brother?
sin. So, so in Christ, he checks something in your life. He checks a box. As we move forward as the family of God in, in growth and maturity, as we move forward into the calling, into the destiny, we have to constantly be making decisions. You have to constantly be locking your eyes on Christ. You have to constantly be pursuing him in the greater things of the kingdom. So we have to acknowledge. You have to take the minute to acknowledge for yourself that this greater revelation that he's giving us the benefit to understand, we have to agree to some of the terms. We, we have to agree to what it is that's, that we're going to operate in. Because the upgrade can be available like me. I procrastinate. Every time the little thing pops up, upgrade available, I click later. <laughs> but ha- like, like my sister said over here, how many times can God make a greater authority available to you. It's always available to you, but he can make it available to you in a, such a real tangible way and we'll, we'll have it right in front of our face to be able to operate in a better way and we'll say, I'll do it later because I don't want to mess with my routine. Things are going to look different. Amen? So we got to agree. We got to understand that our, we cannot go back. Once I click agree and continue install, I can't go back to the way that it was operating before. So do we agree? Family of God. Yeah. Remind me tomorrow in an hour. And then you know what happens is you can do it later. And then by the time you actually say, I agree, I'm going to step into this newer operating system, this newer level, there could already be two more available to you. Let's go to Psalm we're going to walk in a, in, a, in a true understanding of Psalm 133 this year. When brothers dwell in unity, a song of a sense of David, behold how good and pleasing it is when brothers dwell in unity. It is like the precious oil on the head running down on the beard on the beard of Aaron, running down on the collar of his robes. It's like the dew of Hermon which falls on the mountains of Zion. For there the Lord has commanded the blessing, life forevermore. You know that this, this oil, this precious oil has ingredients that cause it to have a certain aroma. That's us. 
where each an ingredient, if, if you took one ingredient out, it's going to smell different. That's why the dwelling in unity is like a precious oil on the head running down. When it says it's like the dew of Hermon, Hermon was a common, a common place. Hermon was a common place. It was a common hill that people would go to. Nothing special about it. Common. That's us. We're just common. There's nothing special. It's like my brother said, Jesus chose us. There's nothing special about me. I'm just common. When Revelations 5.5 says, the line of the tribe of Judah hath prevailed. Prevalence is something common that has power in it. We're just common vessels, but Christ is in us. So when you talk about the dew of Hermon, which falls on the mountains of Zion, Zion is a holy place. Let's go to Micah 5.7. You there? crazy as William talked about it's not it's no longer our fight in and of ourselves we're not fighting but because we're in the family of God the fight's already been won for us Micah prophesies about beating your swords into plowshares because the end result is harvest for us it's already been won but the end result of our battle now becomes harvest Micah 5.7 A remnant shall be delivered. Then the remnant of Jacob shall be in the midst of many peoples like dew from the Lord. Is that dew it was talking about in Psalm 133? Like showers on the grass which delay not for a man nor wait for the children of man. This is important because it's talking about when it says you don't tarry for a man, you don't wait for a man. That dew, that refreshment, that brotherly love that we're called to operate in is like dew. And that dew doesn't wait for a man. So what is that saying? It's saying that as the family of God, here's another term that we have to agree to, that as the family of God, when we enter in, when you choose to receive the upgrade and you click, I agree, there's terms in there that you're agreeing to in the future before you even receive the upgrade. So basically that means that as the family of God, I have to choose to be like do and dwell in unity with you before I even know how you're going to respond. So when it talks about commanded blessings, it's based upon when I get married, when I chose to get married and I said, I do to my wife, I had, there's terms. You got to say, I do, I will until this time. And when you engage in covenant, I can't say, well, I will if. I do if. I'm going to lay my life down for my sister Ashley right here if she does this. The Lord says, you don't wait for a man. You won't tarry. That do will be due because you chose to dwell in unity regardless of what the outcome is going to look like. 
God is calling us to a place of such family that he wants us to just get our mindset and lock our eyes on him so it doesn't matter what any man does. I have to be so committed to my wife 100%, not 50%, I'll meet you halfway. It's I'm going 100%, you're going 100%. That's the place that he's calling us to. And you have to be a revolutionary. You have to have such a mindset in that that you're like a revolutionary. Because when people come against it, you're gonna, you're gonna, the temptation to defect is gonna be there. Well, I don't know if I like this upgrade. I liked it how it was before. I'm gonna go back to the previous operating system. We can't do that, it causes damage. So listen, if we, it, now that we have this greater authority that the Lord released, he, he made an impartation available to us. You have to agree and understand the terms in order to download that thing in order to move forward. And if you're too busy trying to decide, do I agree or do I disagree? God, let, listen, listen. I can fix that whole thing. If you're having those questions, just ask yourself this one question. Where did God set you? In my marriage, and I'm not talking about literal marriage. I'm talking about covenant family. The first institution was covenant, but it was a family. Amen? So when we talk about when I get into my marriage and there's things that are hard or confront me or I don't like it or I don't agree, God called me to my wife. Just like any, any part of the body, God can set you as a member of the body. He sets you in a certain place. Once he sets you in that place, then you can go back to that and answer any questions there may be. Amen? So this is one of the terms is that you have to agree. If we're going to get to a place of Psalm 133 and walking in it, we have to understand that I'm going to lay myself down for Ashley no matter what she does. If God called me to lay myself down and engage in family with Ashley, I don't care what you do. Because it's not about my obedience in response to what you're doing. It's about my obedience in response to what he called me to do. Listen, if God calls you to a dark place, to be a light in a dark place, and you're like, well, I'll do it if, and go, go back. Remember the terms that you clicked, I agree? That's where we're at right now. God is making something available to us, a greater revelation of family. And I believe that as we look at that and we examine it and we step into it and we agree to it, we have to look back on some level. I have to look back and be so dedicated to where God's calling us to that I would be defecting if I went back. So when we said press in or press out, There is no in-between, and if you think there's an in-between because of indecisiveness, you're just being lukewarm, and you might as well be out. (laughs) There is no, lukewarmness is just a a state of, it's just a, a nice way to call out. Because there is no in the middle. You're either, you're either in the family of God or hostile to him. So a state of lukewarmness is you think it's it's a it's a it's a facade. You think you're do you think you're in the family of God, but just coming to find out that he's going to spit you out. So I'm not saying that's where we were. 
but to, to, to relay the understanding of we're, we're going to operate in a place of commanded blessing. God gave us the revelation of family to walk in greater authority, and we have to press in so hard to family because we're the only ones maybe, the remnant of God, whoever that is across this region, we may be the only ones standing for the cause. When the revolutionaries fought for the United States of America, it wasn't even materialized yet. It was just an idea. It was just something they envisioned. So imagine how challenging that was. To break away from a system of old governance. To break away from a system of old government and to establish a a way of new government, of liberty and of freedom. And God's calling us to that place and he's equipping us to overcome with a new operating system to be able to fulfill the things that he's calling us to do. Amen. So, so this morning, I just feel there's an impartation. And if you're watching online this morning, grab this impartation because I feel by the spirit of the Lord, things are being cultivated so that he can plant a seed of something that's unseen right now because family is a vehicle to get us to where we're going. Where we're going may not be seen, but God is planting the seed and we have to come into agreement with what the Lord wants us to do. Amen. So this morning it's critical because we have to recognize, we have to recognize that he's calling us to this higher place and you have to agree. The Lord will stop you. He will stop you and he's good enough to say, this is where we're going. Do you want to follow me or go back to where you were at? It may not, the revelation may not be family. You're in another place, in, a, in another church, in the city, in the region, in another member of the body, and God is imparting some other crazy revelation. Same thing. God is making an impartation available of greater authority to, to another member in the body through whatever revelation they're receiving. And so now we can't afford to get any revelation from the Lord. When you're in your prayer closet, when you're in your secret place and God just drops that thing on you and, you, and the light goes on, and all of a sudden you're walking in greater authority, you can't step into it and go, I don't like this too hard, I'm going to go back. That's why I just fear that we, when, when, when God lays something before us, we're operating in a state of apostasy if we're going like this all the time. I don't know if I like it. I don't know what that means for my life. Because authority is scary. Because once, once God chooses you and that light is, is imparted inside of you and then you deal with the fear of, of letting the light shine in your own darkness and then he wants you to go shine in everybody else's darkness, that's scary. Look, when God, when God did what he did and, and, and we went through what we went through as a church and then my wife and I find ourselves in a, in a place of shepherding the church, that was scary. But he gave us revelations to equip us to handle what was gonna, what we were going to go through. And if I would have stepped into it and then said, no, I'm going to go back to where I was, it would have been hugely detrimental. Do we, do we agree? Do we, and, and if you have questions, you know what? A lot of this is just by this, 
by the Spirit of the Lord, and in no way do I expect for me to just say what I'm saying and for it to just be received without any examination on your own. Because we don't want to be the type of church either when you get to the book of Revelation and they go, oh, well, you just accepted everything and just did everything anybody preached to you. Right? We got to be like the Bereans. And no matter what anybody tells me, it could be Apostle Ken Malone could say, God said this. The word says this. I'm going to go confirm it myself. And so in no way am I saying that you just have to accept this revelation. I believe this is the spirit of the Lord speaking. And if you have questions about it, that's awesome. Fellowship, get, get in the word, fellowship with Christ. Talk to your brother, come ask me about it or whatever. But God has given us a new place of authority because we were grafted in as a wild olive branch. And in no way either is this saying that we're so exclusive and we're the only ones that get it. We're the only ones that are capable because then you're in danger of going to a place where, oh, we're grafted in now and you got grafted out. So I'm going to judge you for your trespass because then the Lord says, just as easy, I can graft them back in because those are the ones that I chose. So don't take me as I'm saying, this is the only place that understands this revelation. I'm talking about the remnant. I'm talking about the remnant in the region that God gave us a cause and we have to fight for it. I know you see it. There's a cause that God has imparted into you. There's a cause that you fully recognize. And I know you're in a place where you're totally revolting and nobody, maybe nobody sees the cause that you see. But God has given you, he has imparted something into you, such a revelation and an understanding of the cause and what he called your life for. And so you have a purpose bigger than yourself. And when people come against it and they criticize this idea that you see in your head, that you can see it in your head, that's in seed form, it hasn't fully manifested in your life. When people come against it, you cannot, you cannot take two steps back and say, you know what, it's greater authority, but I don't want it. It's easier this way. Because then you're defecting against what God called you to do. Come on, we're living in such a time right now where we cannot afford to not have the commanded blessings and dwell in unity. When could we ever have afforded it? God paid the ultimate price. We can, we can afford nothing. He gives us the opportunity and the capacity to dwell in unity with the brothers in the church. But if we're in a place where we think we can afford it, I think I can afford not obtaining this new thing that God wants to give me, not perceiving this new thing. It was said this morning in worship that God is doing a new thing, but we have to perceive it. We can't afford to not perceive what God is doing. And when we talk about apostasy, we're talking to the church. We're talking to the children of God because apostasy is understanding something, operating in something, fighting for the cause, and then, and then disregarding it. People who don't know the cause cannot be apostates because they don't even know the cause to defect from it.
So I just feel, I just feel the heart of God. And, and like I said, this is, please, this is not, this is no condemnation. But we have to have such a, a mindset and a renewal and a transformation that we fully press in. Don't hesitate. When the enemy comes at you and says, oh, family this, fit, yeah, whatever, don't hesitate. Don't hesitate. And that's any revelation. What I was saying earlier is that if God sets you in a place, it's kind of like I could see people... We man, the devil will trip us up so much. When, when I see somebody walk through those doors, okay, I'm talking about in church, in the building, literally. When I see somebody walk in and they say, God called me here, well then we're family. Because God called me here too. And whatever happens in the midst of that, now do do I know? Did God, that's not for me to judge. They said God called them here, so I'm going to believe that. I say God called me here, so on its face we should believe that. But when that happens, then God has connected us in a certain way. Now whatever happens after that, I don't know. They could be the most rudest, selfish, whatever. I could be rude and selfish, whatever, but it really doesn't matter. If we're going to operate in a place of unity, dwelling in unity and commanded blessings, when God connects you and sets you in the same place as somebody else, he's doing it for a purpose. Just like he called you two to be married, you, you signed that agreement and you laid your life down at day one. It's kind of like we were talking about the word became flesh. On the cross isn't when Jesus decided to lay his life down for everyone. It was when the word became flesh, when he was born. Authority, he's the author and the finisher. Authority is at the beginning. You will have authority based on what you choose to do in the beginning. If he's the author and the finisher in in the authorship, the authority is at the beginning. That's when he chose to lay his life down, which caused him to walk in 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 a way of authority. So when God sets you and he calls you to this greater revelation and he calls us to press into family, your authority will be determined on how you step into it. People say all the time, well, how you leave is how you enter. I'm saying how you enter is how you leave. How you enter into a relationship will determine the rest of it. How you enter, and I believe, Ashley, you've made a decision. You've made a decision. You've been fighting. You've been revolting. You've been a revolutionary. You've been by yourself. Nobody's seen it. And how many of us have been in that place? God shows you something. I feel like I see things and I'm just like, he'll show me things and I'll just, that's crazy. That's crazy. You expect me to hold that vision when I don't feel like anybody's going to see it. And I'll have those conversations with God. God, are you serious? Come on, I've done it. And it's not, it's not even about that. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's just me and my flesh just complaining. But I can't wrap my head around it. But there have been things that he called me to envision. This right now was something that only I saw in my head that I had to stand for before anybody saw it. I had to fight for it. 
But God is, okay, so take family. We're all revolutionaries. We're all kingdom patriots fighting for the cause of family. And in family is where our authority is when we step into it in the beginning. So the Lord is just putting us on, he's just putting us on notice. He just, it just, with greater authority becomes greater responsibility. Amen? Jesus Christ walked in a level of responsibility because he had all authority. And so God is is granting us a greater level of authority by way of family, in family, in Christ. He's, He's granting us a greater level of authority. And if we're going to walk in a place of commanded blessing and we're going to walk as though we were grafted into the royal family of God. Listen, if, you're, if, you, if you believe in Christ, you were grafted into a royal family of God. Hebrews 11, we're related to them. The heroes of the faith, we're related to them, although they weren't technically at the time grafted in through the perfect law of liberty. We were. No longer can we afford to walk in a place where God will be so good as to give us a revelation or a greater understanding about anything and not agree to the terms and and receive that impartation. Because I'm telling you, God will, God will, people will say, well, you know, well, I miss church or I feel, you know, I feel like, um, well, you know, hey, then skip to the next, skip, skip to the most current upgrade then. Can I talk about what you were saying the other day? So, Sally, and I'm, I'm, I'm not going to hit it all word for word because I don't remember. It was crazy. But we had a discipleship meeting on Wednesday. And I wasn't there, but I watched the video, and they were talking about family and how does family operate. And this is where we need to look at how we've operated before through this new level of understanding. And we need to examine every area of our life with respect to this because we're doing ourselves a disservice if we just say, yeah, I agree, I agree to the thing, give me the impartation of the new authority through family, but I'm not going to look at how that affects these five areas in my life. And so they were in a meeting and Sally sends a message to everybody saying how God just basically gave you this new level. To me, it sounded like God just gave you a new revelation and it was affecting everything. And really, that's how it needs to be. I heard her testifying about this, and God downloaded this revelation, and it was affecting every area of her life. And it dawned on me that as the family of God, we talk about family, but everybody has a different perspective and history on what family is. But we don't need to worry about that. I don't need to worry about, when I talk about family, I don't need to worry about what Yolanda's experience is compared to mine because God has a concept of family that he's downloading and if we just latch on to that, then that will be our new understanding of family. In Matthew 19, from verse 1, I believe, Jesus talks about divorce. And when he talks about divorce in the in the 
the history of the word, basically what he's talking about is apostasia. So I want to take our minds completely out of the realm of what we thought divorce was. Because God has established family, and when you defect from that, you're divorcing yourself from what God is doing. You're divorcing yourself from the family of God. And so we need to understand that God is pressing us more into family. He's taken us back to the garden, the original design. He's taken us more into family, a deeper place. And we cannot choose to press out or choose to say, I'll decide later. And look, I'm not even talking about for, I'm not talking about from my perspective, I see the the state of the family in this house. I'm looking at the state of the family, but don't even concern yourself with that. Concern yourself with your own decision of whether you're going to press in or press out. Because that commanded blessing comes from a, a, a oil that runs down that's made up of ingredients. And that's where it comes back to, did God set you here? Did God send you here? Did he send you to Flagstaff? If God sent you to Flagstaff, I hated Flagstaff for the longest time, but I knew God sent me here. If I didn't know that or I didn't care that he sent me here, I would have just moved a long time ago. I'm not going to read Matthew 19. I was just telling you that's where Jesus talks about divorce. go to Galatians 324. Everybody all right? one through 30 if you want to read that later does it make sense what I'm saying about apostasy this is awesome So Galatians 3.24 says, Let me put it another way. The law was our guardian until Christ came. It protected us until we could be made right with God through faith. So another version says, So the law was our guardian until Christ came that we might be justified by faith. This is, uh, I think I'll finish with this, but when I read that, it just hit me like a ton of bricks because basically the law is basically there to point people towards the family of God. When we were in sin, there was something in place that was, put, was constantly trying to point us towards the family of God. Right? Sin leads unto death, but there was a law in place to take our sin and put it, line it up to the law to point us towards the perfect law of liberty. 
And so I just believe when I, when I read that, I just felt the Spirit of God saying that as we operate as a family, there are things that are naturally going to point people towards us. Even in their hostility towards God or even in sin. If you don't know Christ, there's hostility towards God. Even in sin leading unto death, there was a law in place that was pointing people towards the family of God. And so... This morning, I, maybe we can do some worship this morning and, and just make that decision. Agree to the terms and, and also in addition to that, obtain the mindset that anything God has imparted to you, level of understanding that he has imparted to you that maybe you didn't agree to or step into, we need to, re, we need to repent for that. We need to repent for any thought of, of, of divorce. And listen, I'm not talking about me and you or you and me. I'm not talking about right here. I'm talking about the dynamic of if God called you to a place and he said, this is your family. This is who I've called you to. This is who I've connected you with. And if at any time we've defected from that and it comes down to belief and unbelief. Hear me, if apostasy is driven by unbelief, If God called you and set you in a place and you have doubt or you don't believe in that covenant or that divine appointment, alignment, assignment, alliance, whatever, if you don't believe in that thing that God did, then you're defecting by disbelieving and you're putting yourself in a place of apostasy and lukewarmness. And so we need to just get into worship and make that decision. Let the Holy Spirit highlight the things that God has called you to that you didn't fully step into. Because God doesn't call you and, and, and ask you to step into things for no reason. There's a purpose. There's a purpose behind what he called you to step into. And if we, because of our unbelief, don't step into it, then we'll be like the 10 spies that even had the evidence of what God, God called us to step into, but we'll step right back out of it. Amen. get with one another and pray. Pray, pray with somebody else. Let's band together as family right now.
Surround.